Chadley, I don't know if you're aware. I might be. The first podcast of the movie epidemic that we did together was on August 20th, 2014. So that means this is the two-year anniversary show. Oh my, we've been doing this two years? That actually fucks me up. <laughs> yeah, this is the two-year anniversary a, show. That's actually crazy. Two years. Two years of doing this shit. We're almost at a hundo. Almost at a hundo where we're going to recount uh, each of our top 50 movies of all time. I'm going to spoil it right away. Freddy Got Fingered is the best movie of all time. <laughs> Get ready for us to talk about Freddy Got Fingered. The first like five minutes will be us counting from 50 to, to number two. And then the last 55 minutes of the episode is just Freddy Got Fingered bits. Yeah, basically. But we'll power through the other 50 real quick and then just Freddy Got Fingered it up. See, you know what's you know what's interesting? Y'all think I'm gonna throw a curveball, but I'm not. Freddie got fingered as number one. <laughs> so uh also this episode uh is sponsored by Google Hangouts. We've been using them for two years, and guess what, Chadley? They finally fully integrated with YouTube. Oh, God bless. So all you do now instead of doing fucking Google Plus bullshit, all you do is go to your YouTube channel, click uh, live streaming, and you can just stream right onto YouTube. We have a live chat now. So, oh, God uh, bless. You know, we, we've had our troubles with Google+, Plus, but we've hashed it out with the in, with the interns many times. And uh, because of our podcast and many other people's podcasts, uh, we're now on YouTube. So I think you guys can all thank us for that, actually. Yeah, God bless. We've been, we've been bitching about this forever. And here's the thing, is that um, it, if we have a live chat going on our live stream, uh, we're never going to read it. I will never read it. I'll have, <laughs> I'll I'll have it open, but I'll never read it. I don't even think I'll fucking do that. I'm not going to have it open. I will never read that. But, uh, yeah. Uh, God bless Google Plus for sponsoring this episode. Uh, give me more money next time, and maybe it will be a better plug. I had to... Um, <laughs> I had to... Uh, and uh, yeah, this time Google Plus saying now that you're with YouTube, hopefully you won't fuck up like you did on our Goosebumps episode, you pieces of shit. Yeah, you sons of bitches. Where is that episode? <laughs> yeah. Fucking did it fucking disappear? Did it fucking disappear because we had to redo it, you sons of bitches. Um I I had to um push the uh the t- start time of this podcast back half an hour because I was busy playing Rocket League and looking at pictures of Harambe. <laughs> God bless. That's Chadley, the co-host. I'm Buck LaDuke. This is the Movie Epidemic Podcast. What are we talking about today, Chadley? We are talking about some goddamn movie shows, and it is exciting. Um, We're going to be talking, we're doing sci-fi, full sci-fi today. Um, We're talking about, um, what's it called? Independence Day Resurgence. Uh, That's Jeff. Jeff Marketers who came up with that title. Too many fucking vowels. <laughs> yeah. Also, what does resurgence actually have to do with the movie? What? What? They're resurging? I don't know. I don't know what that fucking word means. Move on. Um, Star Trek Beyond. Another like. Here's the thing: is that like uh, the titles are getting worse, dude. They're getting lazier. They're just like, ah, throw a word on there. It's like uh, Beyond. Yeah, sounds good. It's so, pretty crazy because all of these big budget movies, Chadley have about 100 marketers yeah yeah sitting around a table and nobody's like "Mm, maybe we should workshop these shitty names a bit no let's just make a trailer to make it look not shitty yeah and then they just fucking they sit around the table just like eating eating domino's pizza on universal studios bill like you pieces of garbage 
Who actually is Star Trek Universal? I feel like that was Universal, right? Oh, fuck. Warner Brothers, maybe. Warner. No, I, no, because I think Warner Brothers only had the DC movies, and that was like their only chance to not fuck up. And you know, they fucked up. But we'll get into that a little later. Um, before we go into the actual review, also we're gonna be talking about um, the Dark Knight Rises because that's the finality of the uh, live action Batman films. Um, because we already we already talked it's Paramount. Oh, you're right. It totally is Paramount. Um, but we already talked about um, Batman versus Superman. Yes. At, at you? great length. <laughs> at great length did we talk about Batman versus Superman? That was uh, pretty long, hey. Couple yeah. probably about four hours in total. <laughs> yeah, four hours in total of us talking about Batman. Because here's the thing: is that it's really hard not to get sidetracked and then turn it into and then turn it into okay. But here's why Batman versus Superman is so fucking bad because like. <laughs> Every week, I remember. I like. We get around to seeing Suicide Squad, so we can do four hours on that. <laughs> Absolutely, we'll do it all in one pod that time, though. It'll just be a, a like a fucking four-hour special, uh, just Suicide Squad. Top five worst moments of Suicide Squad, baby. Um, what else was I gonna say? Oh yeah, we're gonna be ta- counting down our top five favorite Batman movies. Um, here's the thing is I always really liked these Batman movies as a kid and like I've seen them all a hundred times but it wasn't until this watch through of all these Batman movies that I realized uh, they're not very good um, so it was really actually tough to make a top five yeah they're, they're all pretty bad except for Batman uh, the Dark Knight Rises <laughs> except for that yeah you like that one with with Biggity Bane the Dark Knight Rises is my favorite one um, what was I gonna say Uh, We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Also, before we get started, uh, let's just talk about Suicide Squad in general right now. Okay, so that movie came out three weeks ago now. Um, To break even, they have to make $800 million in box office worldwide. And Mm -hmm. right now they're sitting at about four sixty. million. So here's the thing, is that this could either go, as far as I'm concerned, this can go either way at this point. Um, They might hit their mark. Maybe, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. But I also wouldn't be surprised if they were short again. Man, Batman vs. Superman was $400 million short. If Suicide Squad is also short, like, I don't know what they're going to – like, I seriously have no idea what Warner Brothers is going to do. They're going to go out of business trying to defend this DC universe. Uh, either that or they're just going to make them lower budget. <laughs> yeah, like the like – Because the, they're um, not going to change – they're not changing the content. We've established that. This is their universe. They're sticking to their guns. They're letting <laughs> David Ayer write them or whatever the fuck. Is, uh, they're they're going to let fucking Christopher David Nolan produce them. They're going to let Hack Snyder direct them. <laughs> and they're sticking to that, Chadley. And then they're going to have David S. Goyer pretending to be Christopher Nolan jerking off. Yeah. Writing okay. these fucking screenplays. What, okay. All writers, all writers jerk off a lot. But who do you think jerks <laughs> off for? Christopher Nolan? <laughs> Or David S. Goyer. Holy shit. Well, here's the thing is that neither of them jerk off as much as Max Landis. Oh, that's true. Max Landis, <laughs> Max Landis is basically a cum-soaked. <laughs> yeah, he hands in his scripts just like absolutely soaked and they're barely readable. You know who looks like they jerk off a lot? Who's that? Heath Ledger's the Joker. His pants were basically cum-stained that entire movie. <laughs> The, the Dark Knight is basically just the Joker coming for two hours. I don't give a <laughs> shit what Batman does in that movie. It's just the Joker jerking off and looking for meth. 
fucking homeless Dude, why, Heath Ledger joke. Why the fuck did they make him? Why they make him homeless? Like I don't, I don't hate it because I really like the movie and I really like his like portrayal of what he like. I really, I'm, I'm really glad that it exists. But why the fuck he homeless? I didn't. We didn't talk about this too much last week, but I don't know if his performance has aged as well as I thought it would. I, you know what? I think it does. I don't it's think good. it's Academy it's, Award winning. In fact, nuances that I thought it once had though. Yeah, I, 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 it's it's. A, I don't think it's Academy Award winning, and like honestly, I don't think it was Academy Award winning at the time either. Um, you know what is Academy Award winning though? What's that? Tom Hardy's portrayal of Bane, the best Batman villain in all of Batman history. Uh, Tom Hardy's portrayal of anything's fucking Academy. The fact that Tom Hardy didn't win Best Supporting Actor for The Revenant just buffaloes me, dude. I'm sorry, yeah. Mark Mark Rylance, pretty good. Tom Hardy, thirty times better. <laughs> Tom Hardy's so good. Tom Hardy doesn't. He's gonna get an Oscar at some point, though. Oh, dude, maybe like it's gotta be soon too. Like, if okay, here's what's gonna happen this year. I don't know what for what movies, but best supporting actor Oscar is going to Tom Hardy. Best actor Oscar is going to Oscar Isaac. God bless for That's what? A, I don't know. I don't know. Not no, not X Men. Well, maybe <laughs> maybe they'll maybe they'll maybe they'll sneak one to Elba this year since he's working elba is the fucking is the fucking donald gleason of this year dude dude is working dude he's the one of the greatest men to ever live and as far as i'm concerned uh do we want to start with independence day or do we want to jump right into star trek uh let's start with independence day independence day the jewiest sci-fi movie of all time jufi uh, baby <laughs> Jufi. um oh man Here's what here's the, here's the thing. Here's what I really want to start off on a positive note with this movie because there's not a lot of positives to say about it. But like, as far as sci-fi movies go, this is the fucking standard for how it should look. Looks this fucking movie, good. That's for this sure. This movie it's looks movie. good as hell. This is a good looking movie. That, however, is about where the positives end. Um, you know, we make fun of Will Smith a lot. But, you know, I, I, I always forget how much I miss him until he's not there, you know? Yeah, and here's the thing, is that it makes me even madder when they tease him with a little little pico. They had <laughs> the, the pico of, of him at the White House with the cigar. I like the, I like the idea of the White House having a framed picture of Will Smith with a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that wasn't even, like, from Independence Day. That was just a picture <laughs> that they had of Will Smith. Yeah. He hangs out in the White House with Obama all the time. They smoke Philly blunts. <laughs> they smoke Philly blunts and shoot hoops together. <laughs> um, so, like, basically, Independence Day is, uh, Resurgence is the sequel to Independence Day. 20 years later, sure. um, the aliens have returned. This time they have a much larger ship that's, like, the size of that's Earth. What? It's that's- amazing. <laughs> It's the exact same thing, but they have a larger. There's a okay. There's a part in this movie that just completely baffled me. Fucking Jeff Goldblum is having a meeting to plan how to take down the ship, and they're like, "Well, this worked last time. Let's do it again." No, and they, and they legit. That's I've like half seen the movie. That movie before. <laughs> it's literally they're literally saying, "Let's just do it again." It's like that twenty-two Jump Street joke, but not a joke. But not a joke. <laughs> not a joke. Um, so basically what happens in this movie is we got Dylan, whatever the fuck his name is, playing Will Smith's son. Uh, what's, what's, no, wait, no, Dylan was the character. What's the name? Jesse T. Usher? Yeah. Jesse T. Usher. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I was wondering. At first, I was like, is that Usher? And then I looked it up, uh, and I'm like, no, Usher's I can just... first name. I'm very unclear on how Usher works. <laughs> but Jesse T. Usher is like 23, and Usher's been around for like two decades. So Usher's in his 40s, at least. Could be. It's possible, then. Yeah, it could be his kid. Um, but we got Jesse T. Usher playing Dylan, whatever the hell Will Smith's character's last name is. Now, here's the thing. Will Smith... Yeah, here's uh, this is gonna be a really hard review to to make because I'm gonna want to make parallels to uh, Independence Day, where independent like things that Independence Day did well that this didn't do well. But the problem with that is that Independence Day is also a really fucking bad movie. I would say it's, it's really bad. It's just not very good. It's yeah, it's not very good, but it's way better than number two. Oh, dude, that shit's a fucking masterpiece compared to this. <laughs> in, seriously, in, in the ninety-four episodes we've done this show, I can't think of a worse plotted movie than this. <laughs> um, not even like not even Sharknado two. I don't know. Maybe I don't remember <laughs> anything about that movie. I I purged that shit from my mind. But here's the thing: is that Independence Day does a lot of. Like the first one, Independence Day from 96, did a lot of things right. And what it did right is, let's go through it. Because, first of all, Ben and Ben's Bay, bad movie. Characters were good. Um, Jeff Goldblum, Will Smith, Brian Paxton, really good characters, really well fleshed out. Mm-hmm. Number two, that scene where Brian Paxton in the first movie does that speech about defeating the aliens. Uh, yeah, that's good shit, dude. That's like that's like the best mm-hmm. thing in the whole movie. Like I don't don't even show me aliens anymore. I've seen Brian Paxton do the speech. I don't care anymore. That's good stuff. Um, as well as memorable moments. There was memorable moments, like when he White House punches, exploding, you know, White House exploding. He punches the alien in the face. Welcome to Earth, bitch. Memorable <laughs> moments. Incredible. Now the second one has none of that. Um, it was like watching Battleship, but no Liam Neeson. Yeah, instead it's Liam Hemsworth, which is way worse—the worst of the Liams. The worst of the worst of all Liams. Um, I'm I was confused by this movie because, like, I couldn't like I know what the relationship between each characters were, but I don't know why I wasn't giving a shit. Why didn't I care? Like, because okay, because Brian Paxton's daughter is now dating Liam Hemsworth, and then uh. Will Smith's son is now best friends with uh, the guy who's dating Brian Paxton's daughter. Like, I get the whole relationship, but what part of that was supposed to make me care about these characters? Where was the writing that actually made me care about these characters? I'll tell you where. On the cutting room floor. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, they're, they're just like generic characters. They're like a uh, black guy sure. character. They're, and like, and like, here's the thing is that you can say the same about the first one, but like, and like argue that, but like Will Smith, I'm sorry, he was a black guy character, but he also had like a character as well. Like there was also well, some like, yeah, like to it. It's crazy because they tried to do some stuff. Like they, they, they super gayed up Brett Spiner's character. They Don't made him dude. like a gay dude. Yeah, but I don't then know they what didn't that go was anywhere on. with it. They did yeah. nothing with it. I love when Brett Spiner. I love that Brett Spiner's character kept trying to fuck the alien ball. <laughs> yeah, <I was laughs> trying to fuck the black hole. I don't know, dude. Um, I love Brett Spiner. Though. That guy's great. Oh, he's so old and crazy. Yeah. Fucking fucking Star Trek gas bitch. But yeah. um, 
super gayed up his character and that was fun. Remember when we saw him at Comic-Con and he was like real fucking drunk? <laughs> yep. I don't think I don't think he was sober a second he was in Calgary. He was drunk when he got off the plane. <laughs> he was real fucking <laughs> drunk. He was like like they had a panel with like a bunch of Star Trek people and Brett Spiner is just there fucking yelling around, got a fucking vodka in his hand, just fucking screaming about Star Trek. We're like, holy shit, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's good stuff. But um, what was going to be my next point? Here's, here's another big problem with the script is that this movie does have some well-developed characters. And those are the characters that were already well-developed by better writers in the previous movie. Yeah, exactly. That's the Jeff Goldblum character. I did not like this movie, but I have to admit, it's really hard for me not to love every second Jeff Goldblum. Oh, he's so good. And it's a lot of this movie. He carry the entire movie on his old Jew back. (laughs) He's only one man. But here's... Here's what I really like about this movie is that there's several different plot lines going back and forth, and it's really confusing and unnecessarily convoluted. Um, but, like, you got the Jeff Goldblum thing, you got the Liam Hemsworth thing, and then sometimes the, the black guy is doing something different than Liam Hemsworth. Sometimes they're doing the same thing. Um, they just sort of get <laughs> separated a bunch. Um, but there's one plot line that is absolutely amazing. It's unbelievably amazing, and that is... Old Jew Judd Hirsch, the Jewiest of all the Jews, is driving across America with a busload of kids for almost no reason. What was the point of that? It was so much of the movie. He just showed up at the end to be like, hey, Jeff Goldblum, bada bang, bada boom, hey. You know, like, it's, it's so insane, and it's a lot. There's a lot of it. I was completely baffled half the time because it would cut back to that and it would just be them talking about driving away from the aliens, but nothing happened. Yeah, it was just Judd Hirsch and these kids and they were trying to develop these kids too. Like they were trying so hard to make so many characters that they accidentally made none. You know what I, you know what I mean? Like it's just like they're like, okay, throw in some kids there. People are going to like that. People are going to like – with kids during the apocalypse, kid, people are interested in that. They want to know what's going on with those kids. And it's like, not if you don't write them as characters, I don't. It's, cr- it's crazy because it fails at almost every aspect of filmmaking except for visual. Except for visual, absolutely. That fight scene at the end, and like a lot of this movie is visual. So, I mean, I guess if you're just like a dad looking to see an alien movie, this isn't the worst thing you could do. But the worst most cardinal sin that they did in this movie was when they were like, okay, we have, we have here, um, what's it called? Um, we have an alien race that's coming down to kill the people. Okay, there's your idea. Done. Now work on, now like just expand on that, but that's it. That's all you need is the alien race is coming to kill people. But sure, this one. About Star Trek Beyond in a minute. Basically the same exact plot line. Yeah, but basically this one, they were like, <clears throat> maybe maybe just the alien race coming down to kill people. Maybe that's not enough. And it's like, no, 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 that's enough. That's enough. That's, that's crazy it's enough. enough. It's enough. It's wild enough. And they're like, what if there's another alien race that's trying to help them? Then I don't care anymore. Then I stop caring at that point because if there's another alien race trying to help them, then they will not lose, and I know that. <laughs> and guess what? They fucking don't lose. Because they have help from other aliens. What? What? Why? What? What? <laughs> this movie buffaloed me, dude. But um, 
like I said, Jeff Goldblum's really good in it. Liam Hemsworth is Liam Hemsworth in it, you know? Like, at, at this point, he's just doing the same thing over and over again, pretending not to be Australian as fuck. That's just his um, shtick, man. He loves it. Jesse T. Usher. Like, I feel like all of these characters could be good characters, and the performances could be good if the writers gave them literally anything to work with. But they didn't. Fucking it's just... Roland Embridge is a hack. Yeah, Roland Embridge. Wait, who's that? The director. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Roland Emmerich. He's de- definitely. He made that fucking the f- the first one. He made the first one. He made both. Did he write them both? I don't know no if he one. wrote them. I have no idea about that. But from from a director's standpoint, you got to be like, all right, this is not working at some point. But he's made ten movies that are exactly the same. So it's like, at what point do you stop giving him money? Yeah, you don't. That's the thing, is that it's Hollywood, and I'm sure this movie... Why don't we take a look? Why don't you take a look real quick and see if this movie made any kind of money? Because uh, I'd be, I'd be interested. Did. I'll take a look. I'm, I'm sure a lot of dads went out to, to see this bitch. Yeah, it... Uh... It made some money. Budget of uh, 165 million. Box office 380 million. That's a that's that's decent. That's not bad. That's enough. That's enough to give uh, this guy some more work. Unfortunately, because uh, if you look at his if you look at his fucking uh, the movies he's made, throw them out there for me. Independence Day, Godzilla Damn. with Matthew Broderick. Oh shit. Uh, the day after tomorrow, ten thousand oh, BC, twenty twelve. Uh, dude, this dude made twenty twelve. White House Down, the only acceptable one of his catalog. <laughs> White House Down's pretty fucking good. I'll give you that. But it's good because it's wait, so fucking preposterous, though. Like, wait, wait, wait! Did he literally make two movies that iconically blow up the White House? Roland Emmerich, you're out of ideas. <laughs> you're out of ideas, bitch. You can't all have two, the White House. He's also made two films, uh, twenty twelve and. Uh, the, the day after tomorrow where the fucking uh, Statue of Liberty gets frozen. <laughs> fucking hack. Yeah, dude, come on. He's out of ideas. Uh, day after tomorrow is unwatchably bad, and here's why. Is that, like, it might be a passable movie, but there's one big problem with it. Do you know what that problem is? Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid's the worst fucking actor on the planet. <laughs> Dennis Quaid <laughs> fucking blows. Dude, Dennis Quaid might be, like, like rival Michael Shannon and shittiness. <laughs> like, he's so bad. Oh, dude, I hate fucking Dennis Quaid so much. Remember that Cheaper by the Dozen knockoff he did? So bad. I hate all Quaids, personally. Uh, yeah. yeah, Randy Quaid's also not that good. Um, is there Randy other Quaid's, Quaid's an insane person. <laughs> yeah, Randy, Randy Quaid might actually show up to my house personally for talking shit on him on this podcast. Yeah, he, he's, he would fucking drive across country to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> which is fine, which is fine. Um, so with Suicide Squad out... Um, there's a lot of merch. Should we go uh, to Randy Quaid's house? He lives in Vancouver. I know his address. It's on the internet. Oh, dude. Uh, yes. Yes, we should. <laughs> Let's go to Randy Quaid's house and interview him. So Suicide Squad's pretty popular right now um, mm-hmm. with high school kids. Uh, my work is uh, probably about uh, 100 meters from a hot topic. Oh, God bless. Uh, so I get a lot of kids coming in there wearing their Suicide Squad merch, and they're under the age of 18 which means it's illegal for me to beat the shit out of them, which is really <laughs> hard for me. 
<laughs> really are. Because, like, anybody wearing Suicide Squad merch, right? Like, that's a good person to beat the shit out of, right? Ah, I'd love to. God, I hope they keep selling that merch. And I hope those kids uh, turn 18 soon so I can uh, hit them with a lead pipe. Um, <laughs> so, all in all, uh, Independence Day, I don't want to harp on it too much. It's just, it's really uninspired filmmaking. It just looks really good. It's lasers and gunfire and aliens. It's exactly what you are going to expect it to be, but it looks great. Boy, I wish there was more to it, though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, literally anything. Any kind of story would be uh, appreciated. Well, anything well thought out. Um, Mr. Police, Jeff Goldblum, you'll never work again. Ah, just yeah. kidding. That being, that being said, I really hope that this doesn't kill the, uh, the uh, ill-fated genre of the Jew-fi. Yeah, uh, Jewish makes a comeback. Jew Jewish fiction has uh, got to come back. Um, so next up, let's talk about The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, I give that movie 100% fog. No, that Independence Day movie. I wouldn't check it out. That fucking blows. It's one of the worst movies I've seen this year, honestly. <laughs> let's talk about The Dark Knight Rises because I know that you have an opinion on it and I know I have an opinion on it. And yeah, they're the different. One. The Dark Knight Rises is a really, really good movie. Like, it is, it is a really good movie buried under, like, three shitty movies. Like, they got really excited about writing this one that they didn't give a shit anymore. They're like, let's just, let's get it out. Who cares? So, I, why, why, why don't you give me your thoughts on this movie? Like, your genuine thoughts, like, no joke, your genuine thoughts on this one. My genuine thoughts is Bane is the greatest character in any film. Here, I call this the Bane effect, Chadley. I'm not a scientist, but I do drink a lot. Okay. And uh, <laughs> you, you can tell there, there's, a, there's a little effect I like to call the Bane effect. Say you're at a party. Just imagine this, if you will. I know you have no friends, but imagine this, if you will. Okay. You're at a party. You roll up to where the drinks are being served, and you see somebody, and you say, why so serious? Guess what? Everyone in the room is going to avoid you all night. <laughs> now... If you roll up to where the drinks are being served and you say, let the games begin, <laughs> everyone in that room wants to take a shot with you, Chadley. No matter what you think about uh, Chief Ledger's homeless meth joker who jerks off all the time, Bane has brought more joy to this world than any other character in the Batman universe. It's called the Bane effect, Chadley. Now, whatever you think about this movie is outweighed by how good Tom Hardy is as Bane. Okay, that's where I'd like to start. Let's if, if we're starting there, let's just start there. Um, sure. Tom Hardy's Bane is the second best portrayal of a Batman villain in in any Batman the movie first, ever. Actually, uh, the first goes to Razzle Come on. Okay, sure. Razzle as uh, you know, I'll Liam, accept that. Liam Neeson's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so basically, Tom Hardy is amazing in this movie, and it's too bad because he is so good, and the person doing his and the rest of the entire movie's audio mixing is the worst human being on the planet. I have never in my life, like, I was sitting here watching this movie, and, like, I thought maybe at first it was my copy of the movie, so I changed to a Blu-ray, and then I remember just, like, in the fucking theater... It was like this. The sound mixing is the worst I've ever seen in a major blockbuster. Like, it'll be like, Oh, you wouldn't ask. Chadley. 
Don't you see the mask, Chadley? I see the mask, but it's like you got fucking Aiden Gillen up there pretending that he's not the most British motherfucker on the planet. Like, why do you wear the mask? Like, just like, where do you know Bane from? And he's talking so quietly, and then suddenly it's like, why would you kill a man before throwing him out of the plane? And it's like, holy fuck, Tom Hardy, take it down a level. Jesus, you're loud. It's like, it's like you know, when you're in a train station, and it's like, <laughs> Next stop is like, oh, wait, is this my stop? I don't know where to get off. Yeah, it's tough. It's sometimes tough. I didn't have a huge problem. I know a lot of people have that problem is that they're like, I can't understand what he's saying. Okay, well, Ricard. Yeah, it's pretty fuck fucking clear. To listen to people. Yeah, you it's can, pretty fucking clear what he's saying. Hear what he's saying about ninety percent of the time, Chadley. Yeah, absolutely. But my problem is that it's just too fucking loud. It's so much <laughs> louder than everything else in the movie. But that being said, the rest of the movie is also shittily audio mixed. It'll be like it'll be like Batman talking, and he'll be like, I don't know where that comes from. Christian Bale, like. It's crying. He really went fucking full retard on the voice. He's like, oh, dude, hey, look, it got, it was, it was like okay in Batman Begins. In fact, it might have been the best in Batman Begins. Yes, it, it was, was the best in Batman. Begins. It was. We can all agree on that. It was starting to, it was starting to get to unacceptable levels in Dark Knight, the, the first Dark Knight. Dude, and that fucking one, interrogation scene is fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody loves it. I know, but it's fucking terrible. Yeah, it's I okay. I'll, I'll agree with you on that. There, look, there's a thing. A lot of people will praise the Dark Knight as the best comic book movie of all time, and you know what? I tend to agree, but it ain't perfect. I mean, oh, shit. It's it's, close. it's certainly it's certainly a very very good movie. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying a lot of it has not aged as well as I thought it would. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and you know what? I almost feel like the opposite with The Dark Knight Rises. I feel like it's aging better. Oh yeah, it's a fine wine, Jadley. It's so but good. Because like. The problem. There, there's a lot of plot holes. I'll, I'll, I'll succumb to that. But yeah. it's a fucking Batman movie. He's gonna okay. figure out some shit. Okay, here's, here's, here's my take on what you just said. You just said it's a fucking Batman movie, and yes, that is what it is. But not really. If we really look at it, you know what this movie should have been called, and it would have been five hundred times better. Should have been called Gotham Rises. Should have been called because Go- this isn't really a Batman movie. If we're really getting down to the nitty, I see. I knew you were going to bring this up, and I disagree completely, Chadley. Because <laughs> you you always bring this up that Batman's not in this movie. Ah, uh, bitch! This thing's three hours long, and Batman's in it for two hours. All right, There's he is that- not. Oh, yes, he is. No, no, he no, he's not. Okay, here's okay. Holy shit! No, he is fucking not. Because there's yes, the first is. hour of the movie where there's no Batman. And it's just the like very minutes. Very too many detective, Batman. Chadley. Your favorite thing about Batman is when no. he's a fucking detective. There he is, Bruce Wayne being a detective for the first forty-five minutes of the movie. Great. But he, but like the detective work does like he doesn't. He never shows his work, even if that is what he's doing. Eventually, he just says, "Fuck it, I'll just ask Catwoman where he is," and she takes him to him. That's that's not detective work. That's him just saying, well, I'll ask somebody else. And they literally have the answer. What do you think detectives do, Chadley? You think they're fucking all <laughs> Sherlock Holmes with a fucking magnifying glass looking for shit? They ask people. They ask no, no, people think, what shit is. I think there's a fucking, fucking trail. Works, Chadley. I think there's a fucking trail with detective movies, and this didn't have one. It was sure like it does. Bruce it's Wayne to Catwoman. Catwoman helps him. 
That's it though. That's not an hour and a half worth of content because that's how not an hour and a half. It's only the first forty-five minutes. Then he becomes Batman, where he fucking jerks off on Bane. It's the best, and then Bane cranks his dick off and throws him in a hole. It's like amazing. What are you talking about? He doesn't become Batman for the first fifty minutes. And then there's the whole and like <laughs> in that it's 45 minutes. I I timed it because I knew he would fucking say this shit. Okay, in that time, there's some good stuff in there. There's some good like drama movie stuff. Uh, for instance, the I've buried too many Batmans. Like that's <laughs> dude, I can't bury another fucking Batman. <laughs> I can't bury another Batman. I've buried too many Batmans, Batman. But like the the scene where legit Alfred quits, holy shit, that's the best scene in the movie. And there's some good fucking scenes in this movie. Um, but yes, this movie doesn't have very much Batman. You got the scene where he's, you know, rolling down the highway and like 9,000 cops are following him. That's cool. But here's, here's my big problem with that is that like, you're, it's showing like shit from like, um, people like, like chasing him. The cops are chasing him, right? And there's 9,000 cops. And then there's a part where he stands still and he realizes there's cops on either end of him. And there's a fucking helicopter putting the light on Batman. Okay. There's a police helicopter. How come when Batman gets in his helicopter, the police helicopter doesn't follow him? Because it's a fucking Batman helicopter. It's fast as shit, Brad. What, like, have you ever watched a fucking superhero movie before? This is one of the better ones. I agree. I agree. This is one of the better ones from the past decade. You're nitpicking for nitpicking. I'm just saying there are some things. Um, the plot holes specifically in the second half of the movie become unacceptable. But like my point is, is this isn't really a Batman movie because you got that 15 minutes after the 45 minute mark where he's Batman, and then and then he goes and fights Bane. And holy shit, that's a good scene. Oh, that's a good scene. Batman versus uh, Bane. Again, and then you got, your, you got your timeline wrong, Chadley. You're Batman for half an hour. Okay, for sure, he's Batman for half an hour. But then he gets put in jail and the rest of the movie is just about Gotham tearing itself apart. This is more of a Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie than it is a fucking Batman movie. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is Robin. It's still a Batman movie. He's running around doing shit. And I, like I will say, like the Joseph Gordon-Levitt stuff, this was, I think, the last movie that Joseph Gordon... I think that this is the last movie JGL did before he uh, stopped giving a shit. Yeah. So he's still going 100% in this he's still, try, he's still trying to become Nightwing or some shit. Yeah. That's all he can think about. It's like, ooh, I'm gonna be Nightwing, and I like. I really did like a lot of the takes in this movie. Like, um, that being said, I think after Heath Ledger got the Joker Oscar, everybody was like, every every member of the cast of this movie is like, oh man, people go win Oscars for Batman movies. I guess I better try extra hard. And like Gary Oldman, I wish I didn't have to hate him, but like he's going so hard in this movie. Yeah. Like, the scene where he's like, when he's like... Gary Oldman, like, gays are people too. Yeah, gays are people too. But like that scene where Gary Oldman is like, I had uh, I, I had a friend who, who helped me keep my hands out of the muck. And if you're ever in a situation like that, I hope you have a friend like I did. And I'm sitting back like, holy fuck, Gary Oldman. Number one, calm down. You're not getting an Oscar. And number two, holy fuck, you're good at this. Gary Oldman will not get any more Oscars. Do you know why? There's too many gay people on the board of Oscars. <laughs> true, true. That being Just said, like there, Mel Gibson will never get one because they're mostly Jews. <laughs> Dude, all Jews. Sometimes too, gay too, Jews. We love them. Too, We're big fans of the gay Jews. Too many Jews. But uh, maybe too many. But um, 
what was I gonna say? What was my what was my next point? Okay, so then uh, we got a lot of really good stuff uh, in Gotham, and like it is a good movie. Like I really like the idea of complete and utter chaos at all times. Dude, but I just fucking uh, Killian Murphy as the Judge Scarecrow. Okay, the Judge the Scarecrow thing. with the shoulder shit. That's pretty good. But like Anne Hathaway is like not good. And I think everybody doesn't understand that she's not good, and they keep just pretending that she's good because it's a Christopher Nolan movie. And she's yeah, I just I hate this the character of Selena Kyle because she's so fucking pointless. Like as far as I'm concerned, she's so pointless in this movie. All she does is is take Batman to Bane, and then her use is done. She does like something else. I think she oh yeah, she takes the fucking Batmobile and she busts open an escape route and then doesn't use it that's what catwoman does oh yeah oh yeah that's another fucking thing that i want to talk about that bane death scene hey don't christopher nolan don't spend two and a half hours making me fear this amazing villain and then just have him die abruptly from a shotgun Go fuck yourself. I, mean, oh, I, I see. I adore this. I, I get it because you can't you, you, you can't have Batman shoot a guy in the face and there's also, no other way to kill Batman Bane. Really. Will lose again. He's not that much stronger this time. I don't know. He was able he was able to get him down, I feel. He was, he, he was stronger. He, he climbed out of the pit. Also, bitch, my dick could <laughs> climb out of that pit. It wasn't that far. Also, that whole pits, the whole pit thing, like the forty-minute section where he's in the pit. I guess Christopher Nolan just said, "You're not really into subtlety, Christopher Nolan. You're not really into subtlety. It just has to, it literally has to be him climbing out of the well as an adult. Like, really? It's the well thing again? Are we doing this? Yeah. Batman is the phoenix that rises from the well to bring Gotham back to its fucking former shitty self." <laughs> at least, at least it's not like Batman versus Superman where the bats carried him out. At least it's yeah, not that. we got that going for us. <laughs> Fucking the thing about the Dark Knight Rises. If this came out this year, it would be the best movie that came out this year. Yeah, that's true. That being said, I still don't think it's that great of a movie. There's fun stuff in here. I just. I just wish there was more with this movie, I guess. I just wish there was more. That's really all I can say about it. It just, it felt minimalist. It felt like Christopher Nolan just sort of like, like, oh yeah, all I got to do is write Tom Hardy real good and then they'll give me Oscars. And Christopher Nolan's a garbage person. For you. For, for you. That scene with Aiden Gillen though is fucking amazing. I love that scene where it's like, why does he wear the mask? Bane. <laughs> Bane. Fucking. Aiden Gillen is also a, a douchebag too, though, so it's it's hard to enjoy him in things because he's a douchebag. If you ever see him in interviews, he's just such a cunt to like the interviewer all the time. <laughs> I, I call that the, uh, the Christoph Waltz effect. Ooh, <laughs> doesn't he like call out people in interviews all the time? Christoph Waltz is a cheeky cunt that no <laughs> one should like, but he's just so good. Oh, I love it. Fucking adore it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'd say like if you're watching the trilogy, you might as well round it out. It's just this one's not my favorite. 
it's still better than most of other Batman movies, but it's just still not my favorite. For you. For you. <laughs> You're a big guy. <laughs> I love it. It makes me so happy. For you. But like that's like that again, once again, that scene is like, You're a big guy. For you. Like it's like it's like fucking take it down. Tone it down. The sound mixing is really my biggest problem with this movie because um, for a movie of this budget and this caliber, the sound mixing, you have to admit, is unacceptable. Sure. Complete, maybe maybe the worst I've ever seen. In a yeah, the entire movie. time I'm watching The Dark Knight, I'm like, oh man, how many times more is the Joker going to come on himself? And then <laughs> this movie, the whole time I'm watching, big ass smile. I'm like, yeah, Bane's fucking running around. It's awesome. And it's, 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 about, it's, it's about enjoyment for me, Chadley. And I think I also I also really like that Bane can't go a single second without holding on to his vest. Yeah, hell yeah. Can't, can't, can't go one fucking second. Even like when he's fighting Batman, like he only takes his hand off his vest to punch. It's and like he watched like, a lot of Kurt Russell movies or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, the voice the voice is obviously derivative of Sean Connery, and I've heard a lot of people being like, "Fucking Sean Connery ass bullshit," and I'm like, "Dude, that's just a character." It's derivative. It's fucking homage, you garbage. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Is is he supposed to be brown? Um, I would think so. Hey, I don't know. That that's another thing about this movie that confused me. Cause like, um, just before we move on from this movie, it's just the geography to this movie was confusing, because there was that pit. That was in the desert, like maybe in the Middle East somewhere. But it's like Bane. How the fuck did Bane get to the Middle East and then come back to do that rap battle in the stadium so fast? Um, but then here's another here's another qualm that I have. Clearly, that hole that Batman climbs out of, not in Gotham, but they have like a full lockdown on Gotham. How the fuck did Bruce Wayne get back in? Well, number one, it's this movie takes place over eight months. Yeah. And number two, ah, fucking Batman. Pretty sure you could get into it. Yeah, but like it's so heavily guarded by the U.S. Why does that have to be explained? He's fucking Batman, Chadley. (laughs) That's like, oh, how does he know where Selena Kyle? He's fucking Batman. (laughs) Of course he knows where she is. Are you fucking insane? What do you mean that has to be explained? It's explained because he's Batman. <laughs> it's, it's, there's no need for exposition. It's just fucking Batman. When have you been concerned that he fucking drops down on on Commissioner Gordon and then fucks off real quick? It's because he's Batman. What's the explanation? There's no explanation. <laughs> Y'all are fucking high as shit. Did you even, I don't think anybody who ever saw this movie watched it as an adult. They all saw it when they were fucking 14 in the theater and then f- said, hmm, that movie's not very good. Never watched it again. Go watch it as a fucking human being and everything is explained perfectly fine. Yeah, and you know what? Um, I'll even I'll even say that like um, I liked this a lot better than I remembered liking it. Uh, and I the plot holes weren't as big of a problem as an adult. I didn't really care. 2008. You see homeless Joker jerking off. You got, you still got cum on your tits. You're like, oh man, that was one of the best movies ever. Come around. Uh, you got your expectations high. You watch this movie. You're like, ah, not as good. I'll agree. It's not as good. Still fucking incredible though. Still pretty good. It's still pretty good. 
Um, there's some things that I didn't like about it. I liked it better than I like. I said I liked it better it than now I did. 2016. You've watched the joke. You have watched the Joker's come off your tits and mouth. <laughs> I watch this movie as a real human being and watch it objectively. You don't have to watch it like you just fucking finished cranking down to the tree of life. You can watch this movie as an entertain as an entertaining piece of of superhero history, and you can you're allowed to like this movie now. All right, it's 2016. Yeah. You are now allowed to like this movie. You heck, you can you can stop jerking off to the tree of life. One thing I will say too, though, is that um, I actually much prefer the character of Bane, uh, despite the fact that they didn't really get it right. Like the character Bane isn't exactly how he was in the comics, but oh, who boo, cares? Boo. none of them none of the characters boo. have been in this universe. It's still good. Um, yeah, like Scarecrow, this is, it's better. Scarecrow's better in this than he is in the comics. But like, my point is, is that like in every other Batman movie, there's maybe with the exception of Ra's al Ghul, nobody ever really seems to be like on par with Batman. Cause like, sure. He has to fight a bunch of dudes to get to Joker. But once he gets to Joker, dude, he just, he can beat the shit out of him. Like <laughs> he's just, the Joker's a dumb nerd, dude. He busts in. He busts into the Joker's uh, lair. His dick's out, covered in semen. <laughs> the fucking Two Face is just a dumb nerd. Scarecrow's just kind of a dumb nerd. And like, as soon as Batman gets his hands on him, it's fucking beatdown time. But Bane, dude, Bane wrecks him, and it's he, like when he gets decimated by threat. Bane, there hasn't been any legitimate threats in this universe. Yeah, and a man who's too extreme for Ra's al Ghul is too extreme for Batman. <laughs> that fucking scene at the end when they're in fucking Italy or whatever and he just looks over at him it's fucking beautiful Chadley I cry every time that's good stuff I feel like it should have ended there though I don't really think we needed to see Joseph Gordon-Levitt becoming Nightwing I don't really care oh, about that completely oh, or you know what even like switch those two scenes around then um, and have Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, you know becoming Nightwing and then the scene in Italy where he tips the hat, tips the hat. Now, one thing I one thing I want to talk about this movie I texted you about because, like, I couldn't believe it. But this movie's like a, this credits to this movie are a fucking joke, dude. They're like an SNL joke. Movie ends and it's like directed by Christopher Nolan, screenplay Christopher Nolan, written by Christopher Nolan, produced by Christopher Nolan, and like it's seriously like a joke. Like it's it's insane to watch. Christopher Nolan did a shitload of work, though. Like, to, to be fair, he did do a shitload of work and uh, had a shitload of money. I was like, let's just make a Batman movie. And he did. And it's pretty good. But, like, hey, Christopher Nolan, maybe put some stuff in between, you know? Like, maybe, like, directed by Christopher Nolan, a uh, story by David S. Goyer, and then fucking written by Christopher Nolan, you piece of shit. Anyway, let's talk about our top five Batman movies, I guess. Top five! Number five. I'm just going to get right out of the way. It's The Dark Knight Rises. I had to put this on the list. Uh, pretty good stuff. Number My number five. I don't like Tim Burton, but Batman's all right, so I'll put that one as number five. I heard a, I heard a rumor about uh, the guy who plays Batman. Heard he might be back. Oh, shit. Is Michael Keaton back? <laughs> yeah, oh, shit. Dude, he's going to be playing the fucking founder of McDonald's. Michael Keaton's back, baby. Oh, shit. He's back. Shit. But here's the thing is that, like, uh, I want to just uh, clear something up because somebody told me – I don't remember which actor it was, but they were like, such and such is back. And I'm like, hey, just because you're working again doesn't mean you're back. 
Yes, that's exactly <laughs> right. You gotta have a fucking Birdman before you're back, bitch. <laughs> yeah, Michael Keaton was still working, dude. RoboCop, but he wasn't back. He wasn't fucking back. <laughs> he wasn't fucking... Uh, you know what I hope, though? I hope that in 10 years, we're sitting here being like, yo, Leonardo DiCaprio's back, baby. Yeah, exactly. I hope he disappears for a decade and then shows up and does something that blows our fucking minds apart. Look, being back doesn't mean that you're, you're making fucking <laughs> B-movies with the fucking uh, Justin Lin or whatever. Or it means- call, call it Farrell. <laughs> Yeah, Colin Farrell will never be back, in my opinion. <laughs> fucking, you're back when you make a fucking Birdman, all right? Yeah, absolutely. And here's the thing, is that Tom Hardy arrived, and he's never left. Tom he's Hardy never will left. never leave. Oscar Isaac <laughs> needs to come back, Chadley. Yeah, Oscar Isaac, he's, he's, he's been stepping up. Idris Elba won't leave, uh, but Oscar Isaac's been stepping up. Uh, so, mine, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the greatest trilogy of men currently working is Tom Hardy, Idris Elba, and Oscar Isaac. Yes, absolutely. They're the best actors on the planet. Well, I mean, they're the best actors who are like currently prevalent. Obviously, Liam Neeson and Ray Fiennes are the two best yeah, actors on the they're planet. They're the old class, though. I'm talking about the new guard here. Yeah, the Brian Cranston school of good fucking acting. Jeff Goldblum's in that, too, I'd say. Um, what were we going on about? Right, my number four. four. My number four. Hey man, there's it's really hard not to laugh your ass off watching Danny DeVito eat a fish in front of a bunch of people. My number four is Batman Returns, baby. True. True. Danny DeVito eating fish in front of a bunch of people. I love I love DeVito, even though I don't really like that movie that much. DeVito well, the, is the movie the movie is like I put it on my list because it's worth it to see it just to see DeVito because he's look, so it's, good. it's definitely a watchable film. There's and no it's the best that. It's the best, uh, maybe other than Liam Neeson and Tom Hardy, the best cast Batman villain in history. Sure. Other than Liam Neeson and Tom Hardy. My number four, Batman Begins. Batman Begins, baby. The niece. The fucking niece. Killian Murphy just absolutely destroying this cast of that one so much. It's It's so good. Probably not as entertaining as the other two, but the cast is just so good. Oh, dude, Alfred, do fucking Michael Caine as Alfred, and the scene, the scene with Morgan Freeman and Michael Caine. Oh my it's god, it makes, me, it makes me jizz in my pants. The thing is, though, is that Michael Caine is old enough to be Liam Neeson's dad, so I want to know how he's still alive. Yeah. Uh, my number three. We already talked about it. He might be back. Keaton, Keaton, baby, in Batman. 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 Really love this movie. Uh. Jack Nicholson is actually really good as the Joker. I think that uh, the acid thing is stupid as shit, but yeah, whatever. Stupid as fuck, but whatever. At least at least they didn't make him a ho- fucking homeless guy. Yeah, right? true. Tr- true. They made him they made him actually the polar opposite. How did they go from one end of the spectrum to the other so fast? Because Christopher Nolan's a, a, an edge lord. Anyway. Oh, true. <laughs> Uh, my number three. Uh, we've no. been talking. We've been yelling around about it for a you good half already, hour. Didn't you? Dark Knight Rises. Didn't we? Didn't, didn't you already say your number three? Or was that no. number two? No, I said my number. I said my number four, which was Batman Begins, and my number three is Bat the Dark Knight Rises. Oh, okay. Wait, where, where am I? Where am I on my list? I feel like I just said three, didn't I? Yep. And now I'm saying three. Oh, and now you're saying three. Okay, I'm 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 already dipping into the Coca-Cola for today, so I'm a little. Oh, this guy's all fucking Coca-Cola. All Coca-Cola up. Uh, so yeah, number three, The Dark Knight Rises. This is a really bitchin' flick. 
Um, Come on, Chad. We have, I've, I've, I've made you turn around on it a bit, right? Just a, a little, little bit. A little bit. Like, I will admit, like, I'm coming around a little bit on it, especially after the points you made because you made some good points. But I just do think there's enough problems that I bumped mine to number five. My uh, number. I'm not saying anything you've said is invalid. I'm just saying, if I yell around about it enough, you might come around on it. My, <laughs> My number two. We talked about it a lot. Homeless Joker, baby. He's on the oh, streets. Oh, yeah. That's also my number two, so officially. Officially. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. That means what? I know you're number one, you fucking hack. What? No. Dark. So officially, the Movie Epidemic podcast declares The Dark Knight the second best Batman movie of all time. That's official, everybody. Second best Batman movie. Number one, Batman versus Superman. Just kidding. Um, Dark Knight's really fun. Uh, Aaron Eckhart's not a very good actor, though. And yeah, a lot I really people, like Aaron Eckhart. A lot of people will be like, oh, no, he's really good in that movie. And I'm like, hey, he's kind of not, though. He, <laughs> Have you seen it recently? Yeah, yeah. He, he goes from solemn to screaming his head off. Look, I, really I appreciate all the fans of The Dark Knight, but have you seen it recently? Yeah. And you know what? Like, I still do think it's an amazing movie. It's just not as good as it was in 2008. Sure. When everyone was... Look, you saw it in 2008 when you were in fucking high school, right? Fine. It was okay. <laughs> IMDb top 250? I don't know. Uh, you know what? You know, I'll let that pass. I'll let that pass. It's like four, though. Okay. I won't high. let that. I won't let that pass. My number one. This is Batman Begins, baby. All right. This time around, I really realized how good of a movie Batman You're back Begins. on, hey? I, yeah, I'm super back on. I uh, this, this time around, I think Batman Begins might be the better movie. Um, you know, it's so weird because I've gone from, like, I've done a complete... 180 on on batman begins um because when i saw it i really didn't like it but i was fucking 13 and didn't understand it and now it's like such a like and now that i can comprehend it like an adult it is oh, it's such, perfectly plotted that's for sure it's a perfectly plotted movie perfectly crafted perfectly acted everything's great in this movie best batman villain of all time my number one. Don't do it. 1966. Don't do it. Adam West. God damn. Batman the movie, baby. How the only watchable number... Batman flick. I almost put this on my list, but then I was like, ah, DeVito eating fish, though. So it came between that. The, the shark repellent and the DeVito eating fish. And I'm sorry. What are you it's looking so at? It's incredibly so, watchable, Chadley. Somebody, somebody skateboarding outside your house? Yeah, it looks like it. Somebody's fucking around out there. I might go always... out there and fucking beat the shit out of him with his own skateboard. <laughs> a, you know what I've been seeing a lot lately? Is people with those fucking like little skateboards. You ever seen this shit? The, the, yeah, the half pints? Yeah, the half pints? I've seen that like four times in the past like day. What the fuck is that? Are they well, cheaper? See, things go in cycles, right? They they go from regular skateboard, longboard. <laughs> oh, let's make it small again. We get the half pint. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're going to see regular skateboards again. When's the last time you saw a regular skateboard? Yeah, that's true. It's been a while. Fucking other than like, a while, hey? Other than like on TV shows and shit. Like I've seen it on TV shows. Sure. But never on, um, like it's been a while since I've seen just like a fucking teenager just skateboarding down the street like Tony Hack. 
I see, um, I see motherfuckers on longboards all the time. Fucking get a regular skateboard, you piece of shit. Hipster bullshit. You know what I love is that um, recently they released uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5. Oh, yeah. And it's, and it's still Tony Hawk on the cover of the game, but he's looking old as shit now. So it's just like this like fucking old as hell dude, like in his like 50s, like pulling an ollie on the cover of Tony Hawk 5. <laughs> I fucking love the man. Oh, dude. Um, before we move on to our last movie, I want to just uh, I want to touch on something real quick. Because the last episode, I was talking about um, the people who were screaming outside my window. You recall that? Sure. The cosmic opera continued. Um, I thought it was done. I thought it was done. I had you know the characters were all wrapped up. I was ready to let them go, um, but it continued. Now, what I didn't mention last time is that okay. I'll go over this like in five seconds. What happened is that this uh, this couple kept breaking up loudly outside my window. Um, <clears throat> What I failed to mention last time because it wasn't important, but now is important, is that the girl is a Caucasian girl, and the male is uh, not that. Um, he's an African-American fellow. Okay. Black guy. Hell yeah. Yeah, he's a black guy. So <laughs> this stops for a week, and then a few nights ago, I rush to the window because I hear it going down, and I'm like, oh, shit. Are they back? They, they were back. They were back. Oh, now. Shit. Here's the thing: is that in the middle we had this Caucasian Birdman girl. performance? Yeah, it was a fucking Birdman performance. We had the Caucasian girl in the middle, and she brought two jack to shit white dudes with her. Like these bro as fuck, like probably spend two hours every day at World Health pretending that they're getting bigger type Backward dudes. Hat. Backwards hats, fucking board shorts, and tight t-shirts from Abercrombie and Fish. Like these kind of dudes. And they were in like a, they were in a fucking, they were in a fucking Baja, dude. They were in a Baja. Hell yeah. And so they roll up. And so they're arguing now, of course, with um, this African-American fellow and his African-American friend. Uh, got it, And then it got really scary because they're screaming at each other, being like, back up, motherfucker, back up, motherfucker, fuck you. And um, then they start, then it gets into racial territory. Then I'm getting scared. So, so they're like, they're like, go back to Africa, bro. Go back to Africa. And I'm like, first of all, I bet you that guy was born in Canada, first off. Um, but either way, these guys are just like going back and forth. And then they start putting it. Yeah, they're, they're shoving, you know. They're not really fighting, but they're shoving. I went, then, I went to the bar on the weekend just to see a brawl. Guess what? I tried to orchestrate one. Oh, my God, bless. Did you pull it off? Yup. Did you get Lauxy? Did, 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 did somebody beat the shit out of Lauxy on your watch? No, it was it was it was an unknown third party. I got this. I I bumped into this guy so that he turned around and spilled this guy's drink, <laughs> and then they started fighting, and I stepped away. <laughs> but anyway, so these guys are shoving each other, and eventually they all go their separate ways. And then later that night, the Baja shows up again. And I don't know what they did to trick out this Baja, but it's the loudest sound system I've ever heard in my life. And these mm -hmm. guys can't go a single second without listening to hip hop, right? So it's like this blaring hip hop. I'm watching like a, I'm watching a movie, and the fucking the sound is up, and the doors are closed, and suddenly I can't hear a goddamn word. So the guy stops his Baja, he gets out, and he starts like pacing around the parking lot. Have you ever seen this? Like when mm -hmm. somebody's like pacing around the parking lot, and he's like throwing his hands out, being like. Come on! Was he was like, he doing wait, that shit? Oh, oh, let's see, let me see. Yeah, basically, I, you're out of camera. You're out of camera. Yeah, just like fucking pacing around, throwing his arms out, like like what the fuck, you know, one of these, like like. Uh huh. 
And so he's doing that and pacing around the parking lot, and he's like whistling, and he's like, fucking pussy! Fucking, fucking pussy! Fucking N-word. Pussy! I like saying what N-word. Word? <laughs> I like saying N-word because it makes the people listening say it in their head, and I didn't have to. Edward? Are you saying yeah. Edward? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of name. Edward. No, but he's like, he's like, fucking pussy. And he comes back and does this like four times. And every time he's just pacing around the parking lot. Like, even like, you know, doing like fake punches in the air. You know, like, mm-hmm. ooh, ooh, come on. Get out here. And like, I thought about, here's the thing, is that I thought about calling the cops, but I didn't. And here's why. Because if I called the cops, they would assume that it was the guy, the black guy, who called the cops. And that guy would get the living shit kicked out of him for being a narc. <laughs> but that's what I like about that's what I like about like two dudes fighting. Is it like if two dudes are fighting, they're like complete enemies. But the second like a cop rolls up, they're both on the same page. They're like, yeah, no, no, dog, we good. We good. We're just hanging out, man. We're just chilling in the alley. You know, like suddenly they're they're best friends all of a sudden. Then the cop leaves and they're like fucking at each other's fucking shoulders again. And they always hold each other by the collars. And every time they hold each other by the collars, it's like, get off the fucking shirt, man. Get off the fucking shirt. It's an expensive shirt, motherfucker. Get off my shirt. Yeah, I love I love watching people fight. Well, well that was an entertaining bout into Chadley's <laughs> lifestyle. Yep, living in the in the ghetto. I'm scared that um, I'm going to come home from work one day and all my possessions will be gone. Every day I think about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I'm sure that the locks here are not hard to pick. I would would wait. Your shitty door, Chadley. (laughs) Yeah, it's a fucking wood door, dude. Like, it's cardboard. Like, fuck. Want to talk about some Star Treks? Star Trek Beyond! Yo, I'm hella bleeding. What the fuck? Okay, whatever. Um, let's talk about Star Treks. So, J.J. Um, Abrams, obviously, he stepped away from it. James Wan. Um, James Wan stepped in, and uh, this guy is pretty good. This James Wan fellow, he's a pretty good director. But there's a problem here. There's a few problems. We'll get Justin into it. Lin. It was Justin Lin. Justin Lin? What did I say, James Wan? Yeah, that's the other one. Oh. which What's James Wan do? He does, like, those horror movies. Oh, you're right. Why did I think it was James Wan? I thought it was James Wan. Oh, that might be racist, Chadley. <laughs> We're stepping into racial territory. It's obviously you're Justin right. Lin of the Fast and Furious franchise. Come on. Fast now. and Furious. I knew it was a good Fast and Furious, but I get the two mixed up, I guess. Um, Fast and Furious. Uh, he did Star Trek, and he did some other stuff as well. Um, didn't he save something else? Oh, no, he saved Fast and Furious. That's what I'm thinking of. Well, um, here's the thing. He ruined Fast and Furious, and then he saved it because he's a fucking golden god. Yeah, absolutely. God bless the man. Um, so James, uh, Justin Lin, he's a pretty good director. He did the last, like, what, four Fast and the Furious movies? Three. Yeah. Three. And he's going to be doing number eight as well, from what I understand. But he, they passed on... Jason Wan, James Wan again. <laughs> um. But uh, they pass it off to Justin Lin. They pass the Star Trek franchise because J.J. Abrams, he doesn't give a shit anymore. He's got Star Wars. He doesn't care anymore. So they pass this off to him. And I think for the most part, as far as directing goes, he did a great job with this movie. Sure. Um, There's a lot of really good things. And here's what they are. Number one, 
everybody is exactly as good as you expect them to be, and it's nice. And Idris Elba's a fucking murderer. How, how is Idris Elba this good and in this many movies? Why is he so good? <laughs> he's been in four movies this year, and they, he's been creatures in all of them. Yeah, fucking monsters. <laughs> just fucking, just cretins in every single one. Um, Star, this one, as far as I'm concerned, this is the only Star Trek movie that, from the from the start, this universe, that actually feels like a Star Trek movie to me. Yes, that's that was actually going to be my next point, is that this feels like an episode of Star Trek. Simon Pegg awesome. wrote it. He's a big Trekkie. This is a Star Trek episode. Yeah, J- Gene Rottenberg, he, he'll tear out of his eye, you know? You, you want to know, you wanna know the, the formula to make a Star Trek thing? Sure. Like the original. You need a uh, cocky captain, uh, yep. fucking weird-ass aliens, yep. uh, and then uh, you just got to have them fly around. Yeah, go into go onto a, a a different planet that's never been charted before. Yep, find some shit there. Um, I'm waiting for the J.J. Abrams movie where they go to the Nazi planet. Looking forward to that one. Yeah, um, but that's that's where this movie goes really right is that it does feel like a Star Trek episode. For the first little while, it's a great movie. Like I'd say, the first ninety minutes of this movie is really good content perfect, and perfect Star Trek adaptation. Yeah. And then it just sort of starts rolling downhill really fast and gets kind of bad. A um, few problems that I have. There is a weapon in this movie, as there is in any other Star Trek movie. And everybody's talking about how scary and spooky it is. And they never fucking tell us what it does. I was sitting there wanting to know what the fuck this weapon did. And they ne- like they vaguely show it. Kind of, but I also don't understand why putting it in the air duct would destroy like an entire civilization. Because they're like, yeah, that's what it's gonna do, and it's like, yeah, but how? What is it gonna do? Okay, yeah, one person, and like yeah, it was the entire weapon. Chick. Yeah, it ate the hot alien chick, and the, but that was one person, and that, like the whole weapon was used to get that that one person. So like. I don't know. Is it? Like- I think it's pretty obvious. It absorbs the person and then it expands into more. So okay. as it's eating, it expands into more. Okay. Well, in that case, if that's what it does, I I feel like they weren't very clear on that. But if that is what you got from that and that's what it does, then there's no conflict resolution either because this thing's still out there and it's still activated when the movie ends. Um, which is fine because you know they're gonna make more of these bitches that could come sure. back. Yeah. Like the like the the cube from the Avengers that they just can't let go of. They're just they, yeah. they can't not let go of that. It's connected to Loki's dick at this point. <laughs> yeah, it just it's just his cubes now. Um, but another thing that there's one really 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 glaring plot hole in this movie that bothers me every fucking time. So they find like this USS. Uh, this old USS airship, right, that was, like, never found. And it was, like, the original USS crew. And they're looking at, like, old video from the original USS crew. Now, Idris Elba is a fucking alien monster in this movie. Mm-hmm. He, he's a fucking alien monster. I just want that to be 100% clear. The only time the Star Trek crew has ever seen him, he's been an alien-ass monster. Big alien-ass monster with a disheveled-as-fuck voice and spikes coming out of his face. But then they see, like, uh, they watch the video of the USS, 
and they see Idris Elba in there and they're like, oh my God, that's him. And it's like, how the fuck did you come to that conclusion? You just saw a black guy and was like, that's the creepy alien with spikes coming out of his face. Okay, first of all, this is old footage. So like, you just happened to be right, but like you got real lucky because you didn't show your work to how you came to that conclusion. Well, I think it's it's because he was missing. Uh, they were all missing, though. All members of the crew were missing. They picked captain out the black guy. They picked yeah, out the black the guy. captain, though. So they were all missing. The, the the thing is, is like if they're all missing and it's been X amount of years, like hundreds of years, probably presume that they died. You wouldn't you wouldn't make the assumption like, hey, maybe just one of these guys didn't die and instead turned into a spiky monster. Well, how do you know that? How do I know what? How do you know that he's uh, not the spiky? He sounds exactly like him. Okay, no. No, they had distortion on his voice as a spiky monster. They sounded nothing alike. Okay, but he, as, as he's eating people, he's turning more into a human, and you can see Idris Elba's fucking body behind it. Mm, mm, still a stretch, I'd say. Still a pretty big stretch. Um, another thing too, is that as soon as they're like, oh my God, that's, that's who that is. He's just not the spiky monster anymore. He's just a black guy. Then he just becomes the black guy. And it's like, he ate like a hundred people. So wait, 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 he eats people to become the spiky monster. And then he eats people to turn back into black guy. But why? No, no, no. That's not how it works at all. The spiky monster is because he didn't have anybody to eat and he was turning older. It's, it's like a fountain of youth thing. As he eats people, he turns back into a black guy. Didn't you notice that, Chadley? Come on. Okay, okay, sure. Let's let's say that is what we're going with. That why is he, what they went with, Chadley. It's why, not did he turn, why did he turn into the spiky monster in the first place? Because he had a fucking space curse on him that turned him into a <laughs> spiky monster if he didn't See, eat people. He's a space even, vampire. Even, even you can't really come up with legitimate reasons. That's to the reason. This. He's a space vampire. What are you talking about? I can't come up with the reason. That's the reason. You're making this up. Like, you're making it up. As you're as making... people, he turned back into Idris Elba. What do you mean? <laughs> I just, okay, if that is what it was, I was that in the what theater. What are you talking about, Jack? I was in the theater paying movie? 100% attention, and I didn't catch literally any of that. So you I just saw that. racial and profiling, and that's all I saw. His hands. He started to get a little bit more like Idris Elba. Every, like, it would show you as he was sucking people up, the spikes were receding, Chadley. Okay, sure. Sure. I think they should have shown their work a little bit more. Um, I think this script isn't as good as it should be. That being said, like with Independence Day, this is the standard. This is how a fucking action movie should look. The action sequence in this, unreal. Yeah, it's, unreal. it's, pretty, it's pretty good to look at. There's one scene in this movie. Okay, here, here's another thing. Um, and they, they did explain this, but like I just, I just refuse to accept the explanation when they're like going through the horde of monsters and they're like, maybe the Beastie Boys will kill them. And it works. And it works. The greatest, that was a, this yo, was a fucking episode the of Futurama. Movies, dude. To be fair, yup. It sure as shit is. The sabotage scene where they're jump, they're going through, like I was smiling like an asshole the whole time. But, <laughs> dude, it's, it's fucking... You look at some of these characters, like if you watch a s- episode of the original series and you see you see J- you see Doctor McCoy, you see Bones, 
And then you watch this, and you see Carl Urban, and you're like, mm, that that's him. the same it's guy. Him. It's him, man. It's the same fucking guy. He's so good. One thing I didn't like about this movie, though, is that, um, and they've done this with the past two movies, is that there wasn't much on the relationship between Kirk and Spock, despite the fact that the relationship between Kirk and Spock was important in this movie. But they didn't yeah. really have much screen time together. They were split up a lot, but I, I did like that it turned into like a buddy cop movie with fucking Spock and Simon Pegg. Yeah, that that's pretty good. No, no, it was Spock and um Spock and Bones. Spock and McCoy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because because McCoy was like pissed off. Simon Pegg ended up with Captain Kirk. And, yeah. And the fucking white girl. And the white girl, the scary alien girl, who's now on the Enterprise because um she was in this movie, so they need they need to throw that on there. Mm-hmm. This is a good movie. Don't get me wrong. I'm nitpicking pretty hard. It's 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 probably the best blockbuster of the year. It's the best blockbuster of the year easily. Um, it's definitely passable. It's so, like, if you watch the original series, like it, they got everything so perfect in this. Like, it, the the original series always had like it was quirky. It was like funny. This movie's fucking hilarious a lot of the time. The thing is, is like um. In interviews, like J.J. Abrams, when asked about his, uh, you know, his background with Star Trek, he hasn't been shy about it. He doesn't really know that much about Star Trek. He's like, yeah, I just kind of got lucky. They gave me the Star Trek movies, and so I kind of did a little bit of research. But like, he he doesn't really hold a love for Star Trek the way he does for Star Wars. Yes. Justin Lin, you can tell, holds a love for Star Trek. Well, I would say it's more Simon Pegg who wrote it. Oh yeah, that's true. He wrote this movie. That's true. Because Simon Pegg is a big fucking Trekkie, and like you, it shines through in the dialogue. Like it really yeah. seems like. And even in like even in like movies like Paul, you can see that how big of a Trekkie Simon Pegg is. Sure, because like he, like if you watch the previous two Star Treks, uh, fucking the Captain Kirk, he's not, he doesn't have the cadence that William Shatner has. You watch this, and you're like. Ah, they finally got it right. And I think it's a lot of it has to do with how good the dialogue was and how similar it was to an actual Star Trek episode. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I definitely agree. This is a pretty good movie. This is a pretty good movie. I'd say check it out. It's not um it's it's not the best Star Trek movie. Um it's like the closest to the franchise, but I still like the JJ Abrams original Star Trek better. But here's the thing is that first we had the JJ Abrams Star Trek movie. That was kind of its own thing, right? Mm-hmm. That was kind of its own thing. Then we got Into Darkness, and that's a remake. And I, you, you get me started about Into Darkness, dude. I go butt fucking wild. I hate this shit. And uh-huh. then this third one, this is a Star Trek movie. This is legit a Star Trek movie. Yeah. Fun to watch. There's a lot of fun here. Rest uh, in peace, Anton Yelchin. Rest in peace, last thing he ever did. Couple of one-two swan songs he's got going on this year. Yeah, may he rest, dude. Green Room, check out Green Room if you haven't yet. Yep. Hey, Excuse me. I thought it was great. I I, I really liked it, but I'm I, I I like Star Trek a lot. So yeah, it's true. It's true, and I'm a big Star Trek fan as well. I just kind of wish that this movie lent itself a bit more. Um, but that's okay. It's fine. For for. People that- for people that are into Star Trek, I think you'll get a lot more out of this film. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. This is a, it, this is a really good movie. This, like, as far as blockbusters, especially in 2016, 
Yeah. Um, any was, any other year, any other year, this would have probably blent in with a with a, a lot of blockbusters, but this was the perfect year for this to come out because everything's been shitty. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Buckley Duke, we, we're going long. We're going long, son. What are we talking about next week, Chad Lee? Next week, a good friend, good friend of the show, Michael Bay is uh, lending us his uh, his blockbuster flick, 13 Hours, starring John Krasinski. Johnny K is... Do you th- here's here's a question that we have to ask, though, before we watch 13 Hours. Do you think Johnny K is back? We'll have to find out. He might not be back, but it's also possible... Are you wearing a UFC shirt? Yeah. Where the fuck did you get that? I got it from UFC... Uh, we're also going to do one more movie in the Batman franchise. The reason we're doing this one is because it's brand new. It's called The Killing Joke. Um, we're going to talk about that. Batman the, fucks Batgirl in it. Is that true? I See, here's 100% the thing. 100% true. Here's the thing, though, is that you may, you may hate that, or whoever the fuck, you may hate that. I am going to love that. Yeah, I, I know. You're going <laughs> to love it. <laughs> that is going to be good fucking content as far as I'm concerned. Uh, we're also gonna get uh, things are gonna get a little bit uh, a little bit sexy in here. We're gonna watch the romance movie of the summer. It's called Me Before You. Now the reason I picked this is because dumb people that I know, when I make fun of this movie, are saying actually it's a really good movie. So I would like to have the knowledge to know that it's not. I am really excited to be able to say no. I've seen that movie and it's fucking shitty. It's, it's, I can't believe you're doing this to me and not on your own time. You piece <laughs> of shit. Chad hey, if, I, if I'm going to watch it, you're going to watch it. I'm sure we'll get some good pod out of it. That will be next time on episode 95. We're only five away from episode 100. Happy two-year anniversary, Chadley. This Thank has you. been a good fucking pod. Man, Find us on the we've internet. Been, we've been doing this pod... We've been doing this pod longer than most of my relationships. <laughs> Check us out on the internet at punchnerds.com. Uh, follow us on YouTube. Yeah, that's all you got to do now is the fucking YouTube. Add me on... Oh, yeah, we're, we're, this episode's been sponsored by Google+. Plus and Google+. find me on Twitter at LastCoolDude. I'm on Twitter at NotBradOnlyReek. That's fine.